Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 338. Always chase your dreams, uh, no matter how out of reach they may be. You are your biggest obstacle and your ally. Choose to help yourself rather than uh, hindering your ambitions. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Arvind Jain. Arvind? Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, Mark. All right. Great to have you here. Hey, thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. Arvind Jain is the co-founder and president of Shift Mobility. Shift Mobility's innovative all-in-one platform for the auto industry underpins all of its technologies and is unique in its ability to vertically integrate manufacturers, distributors, and repair centers throughout any mobile device, revolutionizing the way businesses collaborate and grow. Gone are the days of separate systems for each business need. Shift Mobility brings it all together by combining the benefits of connectivity over a common platform with mobile optimization. For manufacturers, this means insight into worldwide parts failures and the ability to quickly act on them. Distributors, on the other hand, can reduce return rates by ensuring that parts are region-tailored and ordered accurate with in-depth visibility into real-time demand and services performed. And of course, repair centers who can now manage their business and grow easier than ever before. So Arvind, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and of course your passion for automobiles? That was quite a mouthful, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was, but you were doing a lot of really interesting things at Shift Mobility. And it and that's why I was so excited to have you on on the show here, because I'd love for you maybe in this introduction to explain a little bit more about what your company does exactly and how it helps and benefits people and businesses. Certainly. I would be happy to share uh, my story uh, with your audience. Just taking a step back, I think the, growing up, I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, so my, my parents certainly knew where I was going to uh, uh, go. Um, so they actually had uh, built a horoscope for me and they kept telling me, you're going to go into mechanical engineering. I never sort of believed it, but <laughs> at a very young age, I was building, I was into electronics, frankly speaking. I was building circuits, radio receivers, transmitters, jammers. I grew up in vacuum tube technology. I've seen the transition and the evolution to transistors. 
from there on, I think uh, uh, this journey sort of was preparing me to where I am today. My background certainly started uh, with aerospace engineering, uh, but my calling, I, I felt, has always been with cars. After my experiences uh, with uh, repair shops, visits, and um, looking at OEMs, I could see the struggling industry, which uh, was largely buried in paperwork and uh, what I call information silos. So I was uh, inspired to create an app to solve the issue uh, for myself and many others. Shift Mobility, although is my most recent undertaking, is one of the uh, also closest to my is closest to home for me. It identifies the problems at the root and uh, uproots them in the form of a small app. Uh, for example, we have uh, consolidated all the paper workflows and we have uh, turned it into an electronic data which is uh, stored on our large cloud network. In Mark, I saw similar obstacles faced by manufacturers looking to sell parts using proprietary tools and uh, electronic data interchange systems. And uh, we ended up building the um, world's fastest uh, mobile B2B a commerce network. Uh, you can pretty much make, distribute, and uh, sell anything you want. Uh, your products can reach your buyers on their smartphones in the markets that you want to reach locally and globally, and we can do it in 30 seconds. So problem solved. Wow. <laughs> so we basically took the white paper elephant in the room and kicked it right out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is so cool and so interesting. And you deal primarily with the B&B, right? So the professional market of, of would it be like restoration or repair shops trying to get parts for cars or um, high-end dealers of cars who need parts for their customers' cars that are bringing in for service, those kinds of needs? Yes, on our uh, platform, uh, it, it brings in all the participants together. So if, whether you're a, a collision uh, part uh, distributor or a hard part distributor or selling, trying to sell chemicals, tires. Um, you can pretty much sell anything on our platform. Very cool. Well, I love so many aspects of this. It is really, really interesting to me. And we're going to learn more about what you're doing and, and a lot more about you as we move along. But I always like to start our journey by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a saying or some kind of thing that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Arvind, take the wheel. Mark, I've always believed that no destination is unobtainable. From moving to the um, United States alone, uh, to starting my own businesses, I've always believed in seizing the moment, uh, sort of the, the carpe diem philosophy. I've been personally inspired by two events that I would like to share. Um, Great. Back in 2000, I remember... Uh, reading up about uh, a partnership between Microsoft and IBM, they came up with uh, a new set of specification for communication over the internet called a SOAP protocol, which is also known as web services, a very poor word. But I, on that particular day, I remember uh, my mind was not with me when I, when I came home. I was uh, deeply engrossed in my thoughts. Uh, my, my mom asked me if I was okay. I call her mummy. I said, mummy, I see a new world uh, being built with this new technology. Uh, I can see the impact it would create. And I will never forget what she said. She said, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> I actually quit the very next day and then uh, spent the next 11 months uh, creating 
uh, digital fabric and virtualization engines uh, that uh, connected systems uh, dynamically on the internet, a sort of a digital freeway that would connect databases anywhere in the world remotely. And we did it in less than 30 minutes without writing a single line of code. I showcased uh, this ability to create sort of a dynamic network uh, to link systems to to anything, as a matter of fact, to HP, Visa, Merrill Lynch, Glaxo. They all thought I was crazy. Rather than really <laughs> look at the possibilities, I felt they were more interested in my PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for? You know, what a Awesome, awesome thing for your mother, your mommy to tell you. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. And for those listeners out there, those entrepreneurs, wantrepreneurs, sidepreneurs, all those folks that have this idea, this concept, what are you waiting for? Take a step, move forward. Listen to Arvind and his mother and move out there and take a step. Fantastic. Awesome. Idea. The idea was uh, I, I felt way ahead of its time. I've kept it a trade secret. Um, I've, I've tracked IBM. They've spent over $6 billion on something very similar called a grid. And I had built it in my garage, uh, but ran out of all my retire fund, <laughs> retirement funds. And now I was even more hungry. And as crazy as it may sound, I did two startups with it. Shift Mobility is the second, and it is the most fascinating of them all. Uh, every task uh, is sort of the beginning of a new concept, a new product. Mm, I've learned to take challenges as they come at me and uh, morph the hardships uh, into something very usable. Uh, for example, since uh, entering car data and finding the right, right part was too time-consuming, we implemented a VIN scanner. We actually built it. <laughs> since, since it was difficult to look up VINs, we built the license plate scanner. Since it was difficult to sync up manufacturer with distributors and repair shops, uh, we created ShopLite, Supplier Pro, and Roombox. Since it was impossible to figure out the exact cause of check, in, check engine light, we integrated within the car for deeper insights. And so on. Our journey just continues, and we have many more products and, and route. As I look back, we have solved some of the toughest challenges, I believe, in the automotive with your smartphone. And I'm a big fan of Bill Gates. I like what he said on, on Microsoft's 40th birthday recently. What matters most now is what we do next. Uh, it resonates very well with my fun time at Shift Mobility. Yeah, I love it. This is just such a fantastic story. Really, really great. Very inspiring. I know for myself and for the listeners could you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when, when you really realized you were a car guy? Yes, um, I think so, looking back. Uh, my first car was a 84 Datsun uh, 210, uh, a hatchback. Uh, I remember I, I paid $1,200 for it um, as a student. Um, the, the head gasket blew up while I was driving. And I almost lost the engine. Oh. <laughs> a few months later, uh, the water pump started to leak. So over the years, owning different cars, there were a number of such close calls. And I saw how vulnerable the situation could be. I, but I don't think I'm the only one who has had such experiences. People have to get to their workplace, drop their kids to school, run around to do the daily chores or take care of family emergencies, drive to places of interest, whether it's a vacation or with your friends. Cars are where we spend uh, more than half of our lives. And while it's important that we take care of our cars, what is even more important as an industry is to ensure cars are safe, do not fail unexpectedly. And uh, when there is an accident, a crisis, there is a network of people and professionals available to assist us. This was, uh, Mark, sort of a brief moment of awareness in, in, uh, in real life where I felt 
that whatever I've developed in terms of technology today can be leveraged uh, to create an extraordinary system, a network that puts the power uh, right in the hands of the uh, consumers and care experts in the industry. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, keeping us on the road, keeping cars safe, as you mentioned, so important, but more so getting those right parts to you at a very expedited time so you can get back on the road and have some fun. That's great. I'd love to take a look at some of the roads you travel down now and talk a little bit about a huge challenge or a great failure. You've been a startup guy, so my goodness, people that are entrepreneurial are faced with ups and downs all the time, but would you share with us a huge challenge or some kind of a failure that you've faced in in your career along the way? But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? And of course, what did it teach you? I remember one very distinctly um, before Shift Mobility, my previous startup was a medical software company where we actually built the platform uh, for the uh, uh, entire healthcare system. Uh, but we were far ahead of its time and the because of the limited market availability, uh, it was ultimately not successful. What I realized from that failure is that not, uh, that I shouldn't get too excited uh, trying to solve all of the little problems. <laughs> it's like a sinking ship. You plug one hole and 10 more show up. <laughs> so rather than, rather than focusing on the bigger, ra- rather focusing on the bigger picture uh, helps me keep things in perspective and allows me to see the end destination much more clearly. It's all about the design of a new world where everything counts. Absolutely. It's like that kid with the finger in the dike and then another finger in the dike and then a toe in the dike and the leaks just keep popping out and maybe taking a step back and realizing what's pro- what's wrong with the dike. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those aha moments. As entrepreneurs, we have these aha moments all the time, these bright, shiny objects sometimes that sometimes are good and sometimes are not are great. But could you tell us about a time when I like to say the headlights came on for you and illuminated your way for a new direction, a new concept that you had? And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. We were naive, I think. We were very young when we started Shift Mobility. It was, uh, in my opinion, a very ambitious project from start. As we started uh, looking at the sector, uh, we were just amazed to see how creative uh, the people in this industry have been. Everyone says it's a neglected industry, and there is a reason for that. Uh, if you look at the automotive industry, is uh, two halves. The one half is supply chain, which is very uh, sort of advanced, very sophisticated. And you look at the distribution side, the other half, it's absolutely neglected. We, I was actually sh- uh, shocked just to see the, there were no standards that would allow businesses and systems to communicate. People had sort of built... Uh, solutions that to work for them for for their business. So we had to work through the complexity uh, to interconnect the automotive world. This required us to open up possibilities by breaking down the barriers, and we sort of had to rebuild with as many interesting ideas we could fit into the new design. As a result, we have created a platform that today fundamentally revolutionized the way businesses. Uh, communicate, share information, and do commerce on smart devices from anywhere, anytime. Uh, the aha moment was uh, when we released our beta version, 
it was very well received by over 200 businesses, people of all ages with greasy fingers and their smartphones. <laughs> they, could, they could see the hope within the neglected industry and that sample population for a beta is sort of unheard of in the startup world. It beat my own expectations, frankly. Wow. Well, let me ask you this before we get to the next question. If you had to single out one one priority area when it comes to the supply chain, the parts, and how this all interlaces together, what was one area that was really, really a big challenge? It's like uh, you know owning a three house, uh, three houses, and uh, trying to build, um, you know, convert them into a one big giant palace. There were different architectures, um, you know, and we had to sort of weave them together very nicely. And in this process, we ended up filling all the gaps. Uh, there is, uh, I tell people, there is no straight line that exists in the automotive industry. <laughs> so it's it's always bends and curves and and what we have done is in the digital space we have built the uh, the shortest line between the manufacturers and the and the repair centers and eventually the consumers. Awesome, the- awesome, very good. A great metaphor too for the automotive car itself. There are no straight lines. There's curves and angles and all these parts that interlace together. But it's a it's a big giant web. That's for sure. How about proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many with all the different things you've done, but is there one in particular you could share with us today? Yes, certainly. My my proudest moment was um, when we received uh, $2 million in Series A funding from Toba Capital. Um, it was uh, affirmation that people believed in my vision and uh, wanted to help me throughout throughout the journey. I also consider myself to be very fortunate to have met good people in the automotive sector, uh, many of them who serve uh, on our advisory board. So these are some of the proudest moments to share. Congratulations for that. That is absolutely spectacular. And, you know, I know that as well as you do and many of our listeners is the people in the car hobby, the people in the car business are, are really great people. And I think it's because they're having fun with what they're doing. It's a passion for them. So I think you've uncovered that as well. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about that. I think it was a Datsun you talked about that first car. But what was your first really special vehicle? As silly as it may sound, my first really special car is uh, my Ford Expedition. There are stories about that. (laughs) (laughs) It has been there throughout my children's uh, childhood. We love that car. It it cuts very well. Um, it, It drives fantastic. We have done many road trips in our uh, pale green car. I mean, it's essentially the the hulk of the cars we, we own, the biggest, the one with most horsepower, <laughs> least energy efficient. We have driven all over California in it, Lake Tahoe, Lake Almanor, Los Angeles, even though there have been times where it stopped driving right in the middle of the freeway. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> You know, so much of uh, of cars in our lives are the memories around those cars, and you've said it very well. Perhaps the expedition isn't something fancy or or, you know, super fast, but it's provided you and your family with those memories that you'll remember all the time. My son, I was just talking with him yesterday. He's starting his senior year in college, and he went to a camp because he's an RA this year, and they were all sharing personal experiences that they think were instrumental in uh, forming their lives. And for him, it was a car road trip that he and I took in a little Beck Spider that I bought where we drove up the California coast for five days in that car. So, yeah, cars uh, do create wonderful, wonderful memories for us. Isn't it nice? It is. It is. Absolutely. How about 
seller's remorse. Is there a car you've let go that you really wish you had back in the garage? Hmm. I have a few to talk about. Uh, buyer's remorse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one. I'm, I'm very fond of my uh, 2009 uh, Toyota Prius. It's a nice car. Uh, drives extremely well. Um, my wife uh, bought it while she was uh, doing her MBA at Stanford uh, at a charitable event. And we ended up donating, I think, $2,000 on top. At around 150,000 miles, the engine started to burn a quart of oil every week. Uh-oh. We had to replace the engine. So, I, I frankly, I don't think even Toyota knows what they built. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see any ROIs with, uh, uh, with hybrids and electric vehicles, unfortunately. So, that was one. Um, I also have a 2003 Jaguar X-Series, another nice car. Yes. My friends told me not to buy as they have electrical issues. But my wife, she liked it. So, we bought it. Uh-huh. I was driving that car uh, uh, in the carpool lane one day when suddenly uh, Mark, the lights just went off. The engine cut off completely. There was, there was no power anywhere. The steering wheel was nearly frozen. I was really fortunate. I was scared, but I was fortunate. I was the only one in it. I was lucky. I could, pull, uh, I could wave and pull myself to the side. I was about to call a tow truck. Then something told me to try, try restarting the car. I, I turned the key on and it started as if nothing had happened. I'm a af- reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to drive that anymore. So those would be, would be the buyer's remorse, seller's remorse. Um, I have one, a special one. Um, I bought my wife a present for her birthday uh, when I landed a job at an aerospace company. It was a 1986 uh, Mercedes-Benz, the 560 SEL. Nice. A lovely car, uh, drove like a jumbo jet, um, and we loved we loved that car so much. And I thought we would pass it to our next generation until the power steering system failed. Uh oh, uh oh. So uh, the estimate was around thirteen hundred dollars plus uh, labor, and I did not have that kind of money then. Uh, I put it on the block for twenty six hundred dollars, and Mark, it was gone in less than an hour. I wish I hadn't sold it. Um, yeah. You know, Mercedes, are they've trimmed their engines, jackets, their material thickness has shrunk so much that the cars do not last a generation. But I do love them. I still crave for that 1986. It was built to last. Yes, yeah, they're beautiful cars, absolutely. I'm sure some mechanic who could fix that relatively easily probably bought that car and then flipped it. That's usually what happens with vehicles like that, but... Uh... Great stories, fun cars. How about current projects? I know with what you're working on right now at Shift Mobility is exciting. Is there anything you can share with us that really has you excited and fired up today? You know, Mark, I have no idea, but I knew you would ask me that question when I wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, as far as where you're at right now with the business and with where things are going, uh, where are you guys standing today? Well, we we continue to design and uh, build a massive uh, uh, distributed vehicle network on our platform to connect the automotive industry, uh, linking up cars and smart devices. Um, our journey is just filled with uh, technical inventions. Um, and Mark, we also live in a world that is getting um, better, not slowly, but very rapidly. The future uh, we are creating inside our labs is filled with changes. Um, Promise and promises uh, access to uh, automotive information and knowledge systems in a uh, sort of a globally connected network, all of which can be accessed using a smartphone. 
As we look at the evolution of the connected car industry, uh, I also foresee a birth of a new language in the near future, just like, you know, Java, Swift, but something new, better, which is more aware and smart for a good conversation as we read the morning newspaper, <laughs> uh, sip a cup of coffee and prepare to onboard a vehicle, settle in and enjoy the ride to wherever we want to go or our journey takes us. Very well said. I love that. Now, here's a very introspective question. I love this question. It gives our listeners a little more insight into how you perceive yourself. Arvind, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Hmm. If I were a car, I would most likely be a Formula One car. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm always pushing the limits, the envelope, and, and trying to go as fast as I can uh, to accomplish as much as I can. Very cool. I like that. I like that a lot. And I like the way you answered it as well. Formula One is, uh, you know, one of those cutting edge automotive racing entities out there where they're always trying those new things and different things. I I wish this year, though, well, I I wouldn't even go down this path because I'm a little disappointed with F1 right now. But I think I hope perhaps it'll come back around and uh, become a little bit more of what it was in the past. But I think they put so many restrictions on it to try to even the playing field. That kind of defies what Formula One was all about in the beginning. So, Yeah, yeah, I certainly hope so. Yeah, great. So Arvind, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Arvind, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions And you give our listeners some real quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? I'm nervous, but I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) No need to be nervous, my friend. We're just having a fun chat here. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? My kids uh, think that cars have a long life, and so did I until they fail. So whether it is a gas car, a hybrid, an electric, or one that runs on water, ice rocks, or nuclear tomorrow... Remember, they are wonderful machines after all. So do the 30,000, 60,000, 90,000 mile maintenance or the manufacturer recommended services on time. Yes, absolutely. Do that regular scheduled maintenance no matter what. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? I'm a dreamer. I consider myself to be a very creative person. I believe those qualities have uh, contributed to the innovation abilities uh, at Shift Mobility. Uh, These have, in turn, um, 
churned out some wonderful products with features that are so unique uh, to our company. Is there one resource in particular you think the Carshow listeners would really enjoy? They can visit us uh, on our website shiftmobility.com. We are getting we are very close to getting ourselves a new website very soon. Uh, we also have a Facebook page that is more updated, uh, and also a, a blog page, uh, all reachable through through our website. I'll make sure those are all listed on your show notes page. How about a book? I know there are so many great books out there, but is there one in particular you think the Cars Yeah listeners would enjoy reading? Mark, that's a tough question for me. Um, I enjoy reading Richard Dawkins' uh, Selfish Gene, um, The Mind and the Brain, the sort of the neuroplasticity of the mind by Jeffrey Schwartz, um, uh, The Elegant Universe by Brian Greene. Uh, my favorite one right now, I would say, is... Uh, why Flip a Coin by H. Lewis. <laughs> it's a fun book on decision-making <laughs> with, fasc- with fascinating ideas on business and romance, uh, a view on life that is more than just good luck. Oh, I love that. Well, I'll remind our listeners there's a great resource at carsyad.com, guest-recommended books. So these wonderful books that Arvind has shared with us will be on his show notes page and on that page as well. Just go to carsyad.com. And type in Arvind, you'll find his show notes page with links to these books, and you can find all the rest at carsyad.com. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars, Arvind? My passions outside automobiles include cars, motor vehicles, and autos. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't. Cars, you're all about cars. Well, that's good. That's why I have you on the show. (laughs) I'm just just kidding. I enjoy uh, golf. I enjoy reading about space exploration in my free time, and... um, I educate myself on whatever topics uh, seem to fit my interest uh, from rocks in the ocean, on the road, and in the sky. All right, we're up to what I call the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, some kind of toy, something special, but money's no object. Today I'm going to write the check for anything you'd like. What would that one vehicle be and why? The car I find most myself uh, coveting is the uh, is a flying car. <laughs> a flying now you are the first person who has asked for a flying car. That is very very interesting. I did have a guest recently who asked for a jet so she could fly around and find the car she wanted, but uh, a flying car. Okay, well let's explore this a little bit. What what's so intriguing to you about a flying car? It frees it frees us up. It can take us to our to wherever we want to go. But I can settle for a Maserati or. A... <laughs> <laughs> you can settle for a Maserati. Oh my goodness! Okay, well. Uh, 2015 uh, Lamborghini uh, Aventador. I hope I say the name. Oh correct. yes. Oh yeah, that would be nice too. But you know, I like the concept of flying car. But I think you may have hit the top of my expense ratio here because, (laughs) you know, I'm assuming that you're not going to want just some kind of old flying car. You're going to want to develop a flying car. So, you know, you and Elon Musk, it's going to take a lot of money, a big check for me to write to you to to come up with this flying car. But, you know, I like that. I like that. Great. A lot of vision. Very innovative. Arvin, you have taken me on a great ride, in this case, a great flight. And I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you fly off into the sunset in that flying car? Always chase your dreams, uh, no matter how out of reach they may be. You are your biggest obstacle and your ally. 
choose to help yourself rather than uh, hindering your ambitions. Now that you can do anything, you can make anything happen and you will. Wonderful. I love that. Very inspirational. And we talked a little earlier, but let's remind our listeners again, what's the best way they can learn more about you and Shift Mobility? By visiting our website, by writing to me at arvindashiftmobility.com. We are always accessible on the website and smartphones very soon. Great. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Arvind has been so kind to share with us today at carsyad.com. Just type Arvind, A-R-V-I-N-D, into the search box. His show notes page will pop right up. His last name is Jane, real simple, J-A-I-N. Arvind, thank you again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your vision, your experience with our listeners. It's been fantastic. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.